breakthrough day plan. Hallelujah. And you are part of that breakthrough. We're alive. We're well. We're in the land of the living. Look where he brought me from. Look where he brought us from. We were walking in the darkness. Now we're walking in the light. Look where he brought us from. My God, my God, my God. Greater harvest. Amen. Body of Christ. Where did July go? Hallelujah. It looked like I just woke up. It was 4th of July. And the next thing I know, it's August. We're in the first Sunday in the year of our Lord, 2001. August, the eighth month of the year. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. There is, there is new, 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 new beginnings. Hallelujah. There's a brand new you trying to come through. I know this week was hard. Amen. And it was rough. Praise God. But God can do it. I've heard it said and I've experienced it myself. If God leads you to it, he will lead you through it. And all you have to do is continue to depend and hold on to God unchanging hand. Praise God. I don't know about you, but every now and then every sentence comes out. There's a song in it already. Praise God. There's a song in it already. I've heard and I've read that there was a time, amen, when God was working with the children, hallelujah, of Israel, praise God, and from Egypt, amen, leading out, amen. God set up some things. God set up some things to go a certain way. He set up how they should march, amen. He set up how they should march and what tribe should be where, what tribe should be where? Praise God. After coming out, amen, and after camping, amen, by the Red Sea, getting ready to cross over, praise God, there was a definite order, a definite order of how the tribe should be arranged. Let me jump forward, praise God, in the midst of a battle, hallelujah, in the midst of a battle, going across or going up against the largest, I'm going to say largest for this morning, amen, I'm just going to say a, a battle, amen, one of the many battles, let's say it that way, one of the many battles that the children of Israel faced that I see that we face on a daily basis, praise God, and it was the Jericho, Amen. It was Jericho. Jericho had a long time to fortify themselves. They had a long time to build up walls. Matter of fact, the walls of Jericho was over 20 feet plus high. And the walls were so wide, it is said, amen, documented in the Bible, that two chariots could cross, amen, pass by each other on the wall. So we're not talking about uh, anything small. We're talking about a wall. And we're talking about the fact that God promised. And that's what we're working with this morning, God's promises. What we're looking at, praise God, is Jericho's wall. And we're looking at the instructions, praise God, that was given. Keyword instructions, hallelujah, that was given, given amen to who? Joshua inspections uh, instructions were given to joshua praise god and the children of israel were to march around the wall for seven days hallelujah each time praise god going around the wall one day and on that seventh day they were supposed to march around seven times and while marching around praise god the instructions were to keep quiet 
Praise God. But on that seventh day, going around the seventh time, and at the completion of the seventh time, they were instructed to shout, Shabbat the Lord, Shabbat the Lord. They had no idea what was going to happen, but they had enough to obey God. Do we have enough to obey God this morning? Do we have enough history? We're going to work with that later. Do we have enough history to obey God on this morning? So walk around this wall seven times, one time each day on the seventh day. March around this wall seven times. And at the completion of the seventh time, give God a shout. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Give God a shout. And in the order, I'm not going to go through the whole order, but for sake of time, praise God, who was in first place? The Bible said the tribe of Judah was first. The tribe of Judah was first. Uh, Praise goes before everything that's going on. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. For us as saints of the Most High God, praise goes before it. And when we can praise God in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our struggles, when we praise and magnify the name of God, Mm, we can see God doing something. Have I got a witness? Amen. This is a majority testimony. Have I got a witness? Praising God through the midst of praising God in spite of praising God, because you know, that's what you should be doing. Giving God the praise. How? Yes, there's all types of praise. Amen. We can praise God with our lips. We praise God with our hands. We praise God with our feet. We praise God with instruments and we have many instruments praise God but the best and sweetest and most powerful moving praise that we could give God is the fruit of our lips hallelujah the fruit of our lips do we have any fruit from our lips today is there a hallelujah in the house is there a thank you Jesus in the house is there a glory to God in the house I can't testify for you but you can testify for yourself amen Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Has the Lord been good? Yes, he has. Has he been good? Oh, yes, he has. He's been better to me than I've even been to myself because even though I am the enemy within me, there's an enemy within me that's always, always pressing and pushing. Amen. Trying to push me off the cliff of disbelief. I don't know about you trying to push me off the cliff. Amen. Of rumophoria. And most of the rumors, praise God, is coming into my mind. Hallelujah. All types of chatter. You don't hear me talking. All types of chatter coming in from here and there and everywhere. And the chatter becomes clutter because it begins to clutter my mind. And when I have clutter in my mind, praise God, I cannot think. If I'm relying, amen, on my mind, my mind will lead me right off of the cliff. Amen. We are cliff. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. We are cliff dwellers. Amen. Cliff dwellers. What am I talking about? A cliff dweller, pastor? I don't live on a cliff. We all live on the cliff of life. And anything at any time could push us over. So we have to maintain our position in God. The Bible says that we must be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because our labor is not in vain. So on that cliff, amen, of unbelief. On that cliff of doubt. On that cliff that says that you're not enough. On that cliff that's always, amen, pushing, 
amen, pushing you, pushing you. There's something always pushing and pressing against us. In these last and evil days, there is a press, amen. There is a press. I'm going to give you a little tip, amen, of many tips that the Holy Ghost has given me down through the years. If you've got to get somewhere, you've got to push your way through. Somebody help me say pushy. Pushy, pushy, pushy. We a little pushy, amen, but sometimes we're not pushy with the right mind. We're not pushy in the right spirit. Oh, 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 oh. Push, pray until something happens. Push, praise until something happens. We've got to press our way in. When we begin to press our way in through trials, circumstances, situations, no matter what the conditions show, when we begin to do that, God begins to bless us abundantly above all we could ask or even think. You see, what we're talking about this morning is that we're always going to have to press. You're always going to have to push against something. There's something always going to be pressing in you, pressing from the outside in, trying to get in your space. You hear me? We don't allow people to get in our personal space. On a natural, we keep people at a distance. Am I right about it? We keep people at a distance. We don't want people to get in our personal space, especially if we think that person has some other thoughts, amen, to harm us in any way. We don't allow that person to get within arm's reach because if you get in arm's reach of me and you have other intentions, amen, other intentions to harm, praise God, if I let you get within arm's reach, it's too late. But that's on the natural. And we focus on that. We got that down pat. But what about the enemy? What about evil spirits? Don't you know that we need to be conscious in the fact that we have to continue to allow the spirit of God to guard us when we're here. Amen. When we're here in these places because you don't know the day nor the time nor the hour ah we got to continue to work we got to continue to move because we don't never know we don't ever know what day what time what is going on driving down the freeway i'm gonna move on here in a second driving down the freeway traveling on 15 north about uh 10 15 a few mornings ago headed to a meeting hallelujah and i'm just driving along and all of a sudden i see a white a white chevrolet truck uh and it 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 swerved over towards this gray lexus uh rs um uh, uh suv swerved over at it again and i back up a little bit you know just to give some space to see what is actually going on. And then the individual in the white pickup, he's, so this is road rage taking, this is road rage taking place. So immediately, praise God, I capture the license plate, capture the truck, capture the license plate, capture the truck. And around about this time, the white truck swerved over again. The gentleman was so upset, he literally swerved close enough driving at, 45, 50, 60 miles an hour. Every time the Lexus would slow up, he would slow up. And this is, it's only about three, uh, three to two minutes going on. But the last thing he did, he pulled in real close and he slapped the mirror of the RS350. At Saints of the Most High God, there is danger at every hand. We got to be on guard. I was able to capture it and concise it and send it in the CHP. They responded. Amen. I went on my way because he 
continue down to 15. But, you know, we've got to be conscious of what's happening all around us. There's blessings all around us, and the enemy's all around us. So we've got to be on guard. We've got to be on guard. And the only way that we can be on guard is to put on the whole armor. Amen. Put on the whole armor. Because when you put on the whole armor of God, amen, somebody say whole armor. Whole armor, whole armor of God. We have a helmet of salvation. Praise God. Helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. The helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness and a belt of truth and our feet shrouded with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I have on my armor, saints of the most high God, part of being victorious in your day. Help me, Holy Ghost. Part of being victorious in your day is knowing that you are prepared, knowing that you are prepared, amen, to move and to fight the good fight of faith, knowing that you're prepared and ready to fight the good fight of faith, knowing that God is able and I can I cannot stop saying it. He's able to do mm, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think. Hallelujah. We've got to know these things. We've got to know about it. Amen. We've got to shout about it. Praise God. We've got to talk about it. We've got to witness about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When we begin to look at things and see what's going on, thought for the day, praise God, is don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. Don't forget your history in God and know your history in in God. I could say it this way. Don't forget your history in God and be conscious of your history in God. Don't forget your history in God and be conscious of your history in God. History, history, history. We think and we praise God for history. History comes in all sorts, all sizes. Amen. And history is important. And we put a lot of stock in history. We'll deal with that later on. Let's look at some history-making events. Amen. Uh, Bob Moses, the freedom rights uh, crusader, he, amen, worked throughout the civil rights movement diligently. He used math, amen, and he was an educator, and he worked in, in the low, hot, heated parts of Mississippi through a pace and a time where education, amen, was the key. And education still is the key today. We're excited about that and of course the virus still tries to stay in the spotlight but i want jesus in my spotlight i know that the variant is coming around amen the delta variant it's around praise god and i just ask that you do whatever god has given you to do but i say get your shot Amen. Get it. Get it. Get it. Amen. Because what happens if you need it and don't have it? I heard that there were testimonials coming, not testimonials coming, but information coming. You don't know whether it's true or false. Amen. Unless it's coming from this word of God. Uh, it was said that uh, there are individuals who can who had uh, contracted. Amen. The virus, praise God, and were asking for. But of course, then a testimony will, it's too late now for you to get it. And we know that the government is getting more and more involved in our personal business. Somebody say personal business. The government is more and more involved in our personal business. Amen. 
Uh, they are encouraging government workers to be vaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, wear your mask and you will be tested frequently. Praise God. Somebody say insurrection. We know that uh, January 6th, amen, the insurrection took place and we took this time just to get testimonials. And I, it, it, it started on Tuesday, praise God, and I had an opportunity to view it last night, to view it last night, to see the testimonials of those officers who, who had on the body cam that was basically everything going. Praise God. I just want you to know, saints of the Most High God, uh, the enemy is real. The enemy is real, and he's doing his job. The Bible was very explicit in, in, in everything, but for most, this one thing, that the devil, the enemy, the evil one, he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. He is not our friend. He's looking every day and every time to get rid of us. And every officer that testified, he did not, they did not say it was tourists. Amen. It was not a peaceful demonstration because they are used to peaceful demonstrations. What this was is an actual insurrection, a terrorist attack. We're thankful and grateful, praise God, for everything that's going on in the Olympics. And when people self uh, take, take time and do what's necessary to, to work for themselves. And we thank God for the, uh, from, for, for the goat, the greatest of all time, Simeon Biles, and how she said that she no longer wanted to pursue or pursue because of her health. Saint to the most high God, we've got to be conscious of our health. We've got to be conscious of what's going on. We thank and we praise God. And this is a real, real, real flash, flash, flash. The real flash, flash on this is that most of the historic black colleges and universities are using federal funding to pay off student loans. We know that uh, they, uh, college education is costly and those loans take a little time to get rid of them, but there is activity now that you can really, 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 really get rid of that loan. Ah, your reality, praise God, your reality is what you accept it to be because you got to accept it before it really becomes real in you. And like, like, like Sarah, we face two realities, the one we see and the one that is promised. We see the reality of what we're doing day by day, but then God's promises are there before us and faith helps us to believe and hold on to the promises of God. So if you were like Sarah, what you see before you, the, uh, the, 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 the tangible aspects of life, and these are things like you can pick up. This is real. We have real trials. We have real issues. We have real things that are going on in our life. But, 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 but if we're not careful, these things become our reality. And many of us are like Sarah. It gets hard to look at what's. It gets hard to look at the promise when something is right in your face every day. And, and how can you call this not reality when your situation is constantly there? And the promises are written in the book. What is it that you're faced with day after day? Hallelujah. It becomes difficult to remember his promise, the promises that God has given us. When life keeps kicking us down, 
when we're being attacked from the left, when we're being attacked from the right. And it is a surprise attack. You know, if you knew it was coming, you could prepare yourself. But sometimes you don't even have any idea. Amen. It just comes up. It keeps kicking you down. My advice to you today, my advice to you today is that every time you get to a point where you are in over your head, every time you get to the point where there is too much on your plate, every time you feel something is impossible, remind yourself to get out of God's way. Somebody help me say, get out of God's way so he can have his way. Don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. There's all types of history. There's black history. There's Indian history. There's Jewish history. There's Latin history. There's Asian history. The history of the world as we know it. There's so much history here and there. The definitions of history uh, uh, is, is, is incomplete. It's not a definition that's, uh, that's foremost in everything, but it is a definition. So is, is, is it a way? History is a way for us to uh, hold on to what is going on and what is happening in our life. It gives us an opportunity to know and to trust in God. It gives us an account of the past. That's what history does. It gives us an account of the past. Amen. Uh, it gives us an account of what happened to our time. It gives us an account of what happened to our energy. Praise God. It gives us an account an account of time gone, time present. It gives us an account. Praise God. It gives us old times. Amen. The distant passing of time. Hallelujah. And the bygone time, the times that have passed away. Well, we cannot talk about hallelujah time without allowing the ultimate voice of time to chime in for us about time. But before we talk about Amen. Chapter three of Ecclesiastics. I just like to say that chapter one and chapter two of Ecclesiastics also talk about the meaningless of things. You know, thing that we put things that we put so much, um, so much time in, and we find that it a waste of time. Solomon basically says in chapters one and two, he calls out everything and he says that it is meaningless. It is meaningless. Amen. The things that we uh, that we say are worth so much when it comes at a time when our health is failing, when it comes at a time where we want to recoup something, praise God, we find that it is meaningless. When we look at time, the most expensive, amen, commodity that we have of the day, you can't stop time, uh, nor can we save time. Every time I think I'm trying to save time, I find out that time goes another way. And every time that I get involved with trying to make a decision on what I should do with my time without including God in the process, I end up wasting time. I end up being a little saddened because I realize that if I had been accountable to God, God would have given me the perfect time and the perfect way to utilize my time. So by now, uh, you can't stop it. Amen. We can't save it. Amen. Time governs itself. Hallelujah. Time is under God's mandate. Matter of fact, uh, it's a good time and it's a good place to 
trust God in all things because in the book of Psalms, he's the only one that can redeem time. I need God to redeem some time for me because I need time to make sure that I'm taking care of the things that God had blessed me to take care of. I thank God for that. God's the only one who can redeem time. Matter of fact, God's the only one who can redeem our soul. God's the only one who can redeem, amen, the entire world. So a time for everything. I just want to help us be reminded before we jump off into more of the history. Reminded you this morning that we're talking about this thought. Don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. Ecclesiastics say there's a time, amen, for everything. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. So saints to the most high God, we don't have any time to be fruitless with our time. Amen. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal. Amen. A time to tear down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to chatter, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them up, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace, time, time, time is a period, time is an occasion, Time is a phase. Speaking of phases, we all go through phases in our lives. Uh, Our problem is that we don't allow each other the respect when we are going through our phases. But God gives us a wonderful example. God does through, God goes through, and God provides for us an opportunity when I'm going through the phases in my life God said, I'll be there. And I know you are witness to that. God said, he'll be there for you. He'll be there for me. He said, I promise never to forsake you. I promise never to leave you. I promise to be with you always, even until the end of time. And when I come back in alignment, when you come back in alignment, you see, when we find ourselves out of the alignment and aligning ourselves with God, what we end up experiencing, praise God, we end up experiencing sin. When I come back in alignment with who he is in my life, and when I come to myself in him, then I'll ask for forgiveness. You'll ask for forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. And I will ask him to cleanse me for all the things that I have done. And when I am cleansed, amen, I will be able to act like God. I will be able to move like God. When does this happen? It happens when I cry out and say, Lord, save me. I don't know where you're at today, but I have to cry out every day, Lord, save me. I thank God that he doesn't think like us. Sometimes I may not forgive today. It might take me a couple of days to forgive, but God said I have no respect of person and I forgive everyone. And I thank God for the forgiveness. And I thank God that Jesus Christ paid the sin for us all. Hallelujah. Can anybody join me in saying, Lord, save me right now. Lord, save me 
right now. Right now, right right now, Lord, I, I need you to save me. I need you to touch me. I need you to remind me. Hallelujah. We can't have history without having time. Time makes up our history. Don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. Second Timothy 1 and 9 uh, uh, reads, Who saved us and called us to a holy calling? Not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. God called us. Amen. He is who saved us. He is who called us. And he called us to a holy calling. Not because of our works, because if I look at my past, I shouldn't be standing here. I only stand here through and by the grace of God. Matter of fact, we're all here today, amen, by the grace of God. It has only been because of God's grace, because it's truly, we sung the song a long time ago, and we sung the song many times, but I'm thankful and grateful the song says, millions didn't make it, but we are one of the ones uh, who did. We're one of the ones. We're one of the ones who did. We're here, and grace has brought us here. Grace will keep us here, and I'm excited about what grace is doing in my life. What is grace? Just to be reminded briefly, grace is Christ's riches. I'm sorry, uh, God's riches at Christ's expense. We begin to experience the richness of what God wants for us. We are covered with his grace. I thank God for the song that says his grace and mercy has brought us through and we're living this moment. Amen. Because of you. I thank God for his grace. This is a great synopsis here. Second Timothy one and nine. The great synopsis of the gospel will make it real easy here. The great synopsis of this great gospel. God loves us. Amen. He loves us. Because he chose us. Hallelujah. He chose us. Before the beginning of the world, he chose us. Amen. God loves us. He chose us and sent Jesus Christ to die for us. There are a lot of things going on today in the world. There's a lot of things going on in the life of our church. And uh, right now, we're, we're in this miracle point. We're right here in the presence of God. Believe it or not, we're in the throne room. Believe it or not, we're sitting at his feet. Believe it or not, God is in us and he's working through us. Believe it or not, right now we can give God some praise and God will begin to do something in our lives. We can tell high blood pressure that you need to go we can talk about diabetes type 2 you need to go there's several forms of cancer and we don't know all of them and because when you go through the library of cancer amen you find there is a new one there is a new one saint to the most high god i just want you to know that we can give back all these things i refuse to take anything jesus christ is the ultimate example of choice and we want to choose jesus today we can have eternal life through faith in jesus christ why because jesus broke the power of death with his resurrection do you believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary? Do you believe, amen, that he walked this earth for 33 years? Do you believe, amen, that he was crucified on the cross? Do you believe, praise God, that he raised from the dead? So the very fact that resurrection, amen, the very fact that resurrection is present in us, amen, 
We are saved. We have to believe it, praise God. It doesn't feel like it all the time, amen. There are trials, there are battles, there are struggles, there are everything, and sometimes we have to cry out, and I'm going to be real. Sometimes I have to cry and say, Lord, hallelujah, Jesus, where are you, Lord? I need you, Lord. Am I the only one? I need you, Lord, amen. Uh, close, we have a cliche, closed mouth don't get fed, so I'm going to open up my mouth and call on the name of Jesus. I need my spirit fed praise God closed mouth don't get fed that's not biblical but that's something that we say a closed mouth don't get fed praise God so I've got to open up my mouth and give God some praise amen I need my soul fed I need my spirit energized I need to be lifted I need for God to pick me up and the only way that I can get God to do that is I got to do something I got to let God know that I need him amen I need you Lord I praise you Lord I lift up my voice hallelujah we do not deserve to be saved but God offers us salvation anyway no matter where I am no matter what's going on God is still offering me the opportunity to be saved all we have to do all we have to do is believe do I have any believers out there do you believe God enough to make some noise do you believe God enough to clap your hands do you believe God enough to say Lord I believe in your promises and here I am when we truly believe amen we can experience more from God when we truly believe amen we don't have to operate from a form of godliness when we operate from a form of godliness we deny the power that's working and available for us I want God's power hallelujah working in my life yes Lord don't forget don't forget your history in God know your history in God. The text scripture would be Jeremiah 1 and 5. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I'll say it again. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. He said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Amen. And before thou cameth forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. You don't know what you can do because you don't know who you are. Amen. Things placed in our life have been placed there for a reason. God doesn't make mistakes, nor does God lead us astray. He's not going to lead us astray, and he does not make any mistakes. After King Solomon's death, the United Kingdom of Israel it had split into two rival nations. It was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdoms. This is what Jeremiah was experiencing, and this is where Jeremiah was living through. The northern kingdom uh, withheld and kept the name Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. Jeremiah lived and prophesied during the reigns of the last five kings of Judah. This was a chaotic time. Amen. It was a time of, of challenging uh, political issues. It was a time where morality was out of the door. It was a time when there was no spirituality. Saints of the Most High God. I only mention here the two divisions between Israel, the northern kingdom, and the southern kingdom, Judah. But when we look around the world today, we are encompassed about with all types of divisions. We are encompassed about with all types of issues. We're encompassed about with nothing but things that will lead us to be divided. 
saints of the most high God, the politicalism of things, amen. The politicalism of things, amen, just made up that word, is so bad, it's so harsh that when we begin to look at what's going on in the world and we go back to the choices that are made and the choices and the things that we do. Saints of the most high God, I am responsible for what I do. You are responsible for what you do. We can choose to receive things and we can choose not to receive things. We know what choice does, praise God. Each and every one of us are responsible in that area of choice, Joshua played it real good. Uh, in Joshua 24, I'll just remind you to go back and read it again. What Joshua did in Joshua 24, he began to talk about the history. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. He began to talk about the history of Israel. He began to remind them of who they were and what God has done and how God has, had led them through the history, praise God. And I believe he got down to around verse 15. Uh, and when he got down to around verse 15, he said it with a, 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 a determination. He said it with a, 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 a animation. He said it with mm, a power and determination. He said, and as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And this is where we are, saints of the most high God. In these days and these times, we got to make up our mind that we're going to serve God. And when you make up your mind that you're going to serve God, then you must be willing to accept the consequences that come along when you stand up with what you believe. Because we haven't seen anything yet. We've only seen it in a small measure. But it's a great measure because it's going to get harder and it's going to, the battle is going to get even more fierce than it already is saints of the most high God we are encouraging you to be active in participating in your faith to the point that you know that you know that you know that you know that God is real the old saints would say it like this a no soul salvation you gotta know that you're saved you gotta be conscious of the fact that God is real conscious of the fact and know that he's real to me you gotta be conscious of the fact that you can have that testimony to say look where he brought me from you got to be conscious enough to know that this is who I am in Christ Jesus I don't have to be popular I don't have to have X amount of friends on Facebook because some of the friends that's on Facebook you never seen anyway. You only seen a picture of them. Take to the most high God. We're not banging and demonizing Facebook. We want us as men and women of God to be connected first. Hallelujah. Not to the book. Uh, Facebook, but be connected to the book, the word of God being connected. So praise God that when we know that we're in the midst of a situation, all we have to do is say, Jesus, it's not a long prayer. Amen. And it doesn't take long for God to move. Matter of fact, when we have our relationship intact with God, what begins to happen in our lives because we're already plugged up in him. We already know the situation before it happens because you see Jesus Christ died on the cross and when he died on the cross, the Holy Ghost was dispatched to come. Amen. He was dispatched. Well, he was already here. Amen. The authority shifted and Jesus didn't leave his authority. Praise God. But the Holy Ghost would sit here to remind us and bring back to our remembrance all those things. Another word that we use that we can identify with and and wrap up and hold on to is the comforter the comforter amen the holy spirit is our comforter so when we begin to see the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and we begin to see the 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 the, the political uh 
dispositions and we began to see the moral fiber of the world then and the moral fiber of the world now. Saints of the Most High God, I don't have to remind you that it's a praying time. It's a believing time. It's a time to stand. And when you've done all that you can do, stand. Praise God. Because there's going to come a time where only thing that's going to be able to motivate and encourage us is what's going on in here. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Another thing that Jeremiah was experiencing in that day and time. You see, it was Babylon, it was Egypt, and it was Assyria. And all three of these uh, personalities, these countries, they were battling for world supremacy. So what do we see going around right now? The, we have nations battling for world supremacy, praise God. What do we see right now? We see nations coming together Hallelujah. Trying to come up with one world order. Praise God. One, one denomination of currency for the entire world. Saints of the most high God, we have to be prepared and only God can prepare us. We have to be concerned because when we as a nation and we've been a third world nation for over 25 plus years. And when I say third world nation, because we do not lead in anything the the words say that we lead and it says that we are a superpower well we are only a superpower as long as that u.s dollar is the currency that's used to purchase oil but once the euro dollar comes into effect it's going to change the way that things are done in this country and i'll give you just another little tip that one percent who controls most of the wealth, praise God, they've already shifted. They don't care what happens, amen. And if we think that the United States government is caring for us, we got another thought coming. There is no care for us. When we look at us as black men, we are 7% of the population and 50% of the prison population. Saints of the most high God, we cannot stand in the line and say, my name is Jimmy Gimme. What we've got to do is understand that we've got to make some choices and I've got to choose who I'm going to serve. Saints of the most high God, I am not going to sell you a bill of works. Just because you call on the name of Jesus, it's not a magic and he's not genie in a bottle. But what I do want to bring to your remembrance, if you believe, amen, if you remember, don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. If we begin to search the archives of time, go find out for yourself. You know, if somebody tells you something that you really uh, are interested in, and you are uh, in a complexing situation, you're going to go search it out for yourself. Go search it out. Go seek it out and see what God, see who God is. Amen. Saints to the most high God. All I can say is, is he'll re he, he's, he's real. He's real. Although Jeremiah prophesied for over 40 years, he never saw his people repent. Oh, saints to the most high God. That's for us who think, what is it worth? 
Why should I stand up? Nobody paying attention to me. Believe it or not, you're always under a microscope. Somebody is watching you. There's at least 10 people or more in your life that you have influence over. Saints of the Most High God, lift up the standard for Christ and allow God to continue to work for you in you. In those 40 years, Jeremiah never saw, amen, the people come back. God spoke many times in the 40 years, spoke to Jeremiah. He spoke to Jeremiah over and through the years. But Jeremiah's job was to determine, amen, what God wanted, amen. And each day, he had to determine what God wanted, what God wanted for him to do that day. I had to develop something for myself. I just want to be where God wants me to be, when he wants me to be there, the time he wants me to be there doing what he wants me to do. And it's you have to develop a mindset that for Christ I live and for Christ I die. You know, we've got to have, hallelujah, blinders on, hallelujah, in the natural, but we have to have a panoramic view in the spirit. I'll say it again, blinders on in the natural. Don't look to the, to the left or to the right, but keep our natural blindness on looking at the cross and then we allow the spirit of God to work and move in us so we have a panoramic view of what God wants us to do on a daily basis for me I'm living for each day trying to discern what God wants me to do in a day Sunday is easy because all I got to do is get here and pray hallelujah seek his face amen and do the best I can to let us know what God is saying in my life and what God is saying in my life. We're all in this same bubble together. Uh, and I pray that we could get away as the body of Christ. I pray that we could get away from this inside of the circle and outside of the circle, inside of the circle and outside of the circle. Don't let any type of the world's parameters put you in a place where you feel you're outside of anything. Don't let the world determine to you what is normal. The world doesn't know what's normal because a two out of every five is schizophrenic bipolar and not have not have not been diagnosed and need to be on medication. And we each and every one of us need to be careful. That's why we need to be praying because we don't know the triggers and we don't know when we're going to run into somebody. That's why we've got to be conscious of our surroundings. These are the days that we're living in, the last and the evil days, the good and the bad. This is the best of times and the worst of times. The worst of times because we've never seen it before. The best of times because God is right there. He's right at your fingertips, praise God. So I don't know when your situation may come but we all have a season that we might end up having to stretch amen in God we're having to push in God stretch meaning that God I've stretched out all I can do but I need to stretch just a little bit more each one of us must pray and search out God's word for us each and every day and if you're not if, if you have a little uh, challenge in praying every morning at 6 a.m. We gather together as much as 25 and upwards and people we're on the line from 6 to 7 a.m. We are praying. We are going before the Lord. Each and every one of us must pray and search out God's will for us each day. God has his word. Amen. And in God's word are many messages. But as we seek and search the scriptures, we must keep 
asking God, what do you want me to do for you today? What do you want me to do for you today, God? We also have to have this mindset. And this mindset is it's not about really what, what God can do for me because the very fact that he watched over us all night long, the very fact that we have activity of our limbs, the very fact that we're not on ventilators, God has blessed us abundantly above, we could, above, abundantly above all we could ask or even think. And the power of God is working in our lives like never before. But each Christian has a purpose in life. I got to move on. Each Christian has a purpose in life. Each man of God has a purpose in life. Each one of God has a purpose in life. But some are appointed, amen, some are anointed by God for a specific kind of work. When we look at the Bible, we'll find that Samson in Judges, uh, Judges 13, praise God, he was anointed for a specific task. We'll find David in Psalms 139, and 13, we'll find David being assigned to a specific task. We'll find John the Baptist and Luke 1, amen, being assigned for a specific task. And this task that John the Baptist was assigned, or he was a forerunner for God. We'll find Paul, amen, finding himself in Galatians 1 and verse 15. Paul received his instructions from the Lord. Well, how can I receive my instructions from the Lord? The Bible says to study to show ourselves approved the workman needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, here we are, each where were each called, each one of those that I just mentioned, each one of them were called for a particular job. Amen. For God, whatever work you should be doing, amen, do it with the spirit of excellence, no matter what. It is. And do it so God gets the glory. If God gives you a specific task, first you got to accept it and accept it cheerfully. We've seen all kinds of examples when God spoke and when God moved and when God does things. You just got to get in the word of God because you, when you get in that word of God and study to show thyself approved, amen, we'll begin to see the dynamics of what God's doing and how God is moving in his presence in this world and being present in our lives. So we must do it with cheer and we must do it with an, with an attitude. I'm going to be the best that I can be in getting this thing done. If God has given you a specific assignment, then seek to fulfill the assignment. The mission of believers all over the world is to love, obey, and serve. I'll say it again. The mission of, a, of believers all over the world. Amen. If we don't have a specific task that that's been assigned to us that we can identify with. But as men and women of God, all we need to do is to love, obey and serve. Love your neighbor as thyself. Obedience to God's word is better than sacrifice. Render all the service that you can unto the Lord until such time as his guidance becomes clear for you. Don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God until such time as his guidance become more clear. And there's one other, there's one other person. There's one other person that received assignment from God. Yes, from Genesis to Revelations, we will find him. We see Jesus from Genesis to Revelations. Hallelujah. There is a thread of Jesus Christ from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. God calls the end before he called before the beginning. 
You see, God called us forward. Amen. We are the end before the beginning. God did not start from the beginning. He started from here, and he called us. He created everything for us, put it in place. Then he brought us in. When we began to see Jesus, we find him in Genesis. We find him in Revelations. We'll find him all the way through the book. But I like where Jesus comes in that still small voice uh, from under the mercy seat. He said, Father, prepare me a body and I'll go. You see, things were running rampant in this world. Things were at a place where there was darkness everywhere. Not natural darkness, but darkness as in evil. And Jesus, amen, knew the will of the Father. And that voice said, Father, prepare me a body and I will go. I thank and I praise God that God allowed his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus came, praise God, to know, amen, to move and to do. He said, my will, hallelujah, is not to do my will, but do the will of him who sent me. My meat, saints of the most high God, we must get our minds fixated so we understand that we must work for God. We're not working out. We're not working. We can't work for our salvation, for salvation is the gift. But we reverence God and what we do and how we move. Don't forget your history in God. Don't, hallelujah, forget your history in God. Don't forget your history in God. Know your history in God. And we can all testify and how we're going to do this this morning. All you have to do is say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Come on, work with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am a living testimony. I am a living testimony. I know my history. I know you saved me. I know you touched me. I know you delivered me. I know surely goodness and mercy is encamped round about me. I thank God for my journey. I won't take nothing for my journey now. Look where, look where, look where, look where he brought me from. Hallelujah. Give God a hand praise. Look where he brought me from. Look where he brought me from. I was walking in the darkness. Now I'm walking in the light. Look where he brought me from. Don't care where you came from when you came in the building, praise God. You entered his gates with thanksgiving and you entered his court with praise. And we are thankful for the light of God's love. Love brought us here. Love brought you here. What love has to do with it? Love has everything, everything to do with it. Can we pray together? Amen. Can we pray together? Praise God. I want to trouble you today. Just to join and repeat after me, praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Stand with me. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. Create with me, create within me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit in me. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe in his birth. I believe in his life. I believe in his death. 
I believe that he rose from the dead. And I believe he's now an advocate for me. He's interceding for me. He's interceding on my behalf. And when the devil accuses me, Jesus says, I'm covered in the blood. Covered in the blood. Save me, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. I rededicate myself in this new beginning, in this new month, in this eighth month of the year. I give my all to you from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. Forgetting those things which were behind me. I press, I press, I press towards what you called me to do. I'm yours, Lord. I want to love. I want to obey. And I want to serve. Father, thank you for the bread which represents your body that we're about to proceed. Thank you, Father, for the juice that represents your blood, which we are about to receive. Bless it now, Lord. Bless it now, Lord. It's more than just, it's more than just something. It is your body. It is your blood. We thank you for being able to commune with you on this morning. We thank you that this is going to be a history month. I'm going to know my history in you. Save me again, Lord. Hold me again, God. Keep me again, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And amen. Come on, put those hands together. Hallelujah. Put those hands together. Put those hands together. Put those hands together. And for our reading this morning for our communion. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as ye do it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. But this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that he come not together unto condemnation. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Thank you, Lord, for this day. 
Thank you, Father God, for being able to stand in your presence. Thank you, Father God, for being an active participant in the Lord's Supper. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It reaches the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives us strength from day to day, it will never, ever lose its power. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. On that night when Jesus had gathered with the 12, he took bread. He broke it. He blessed it. He said, take and eat. And as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And in like manner, he took the cup. And after he had blessed it, he said, take and drink. And as often as you do so, do it in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood. Power in the blood. Power in the blood. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for setting us free. 
Thank you, Father God, for making us a part of history as the body of Christ. Thank you for looking beyond our fault and seeing our need. Bless us now as we go out, Father, not forgetting our history and knowing our history in you. Satan and the blood of Jesus is against you, and the Lord rebuke you. Cover us this week as we go. Bless our children, our children's children. We're praying, amen, for Wilson family on every hand. We're praying, amen, for the Whitfield family on every hand. We're praying, Father God, for every one of our families in the name of Jesus and the body of Christ on every hand. That you would touch us, touch our minds, touch our body, touch our souls. Revive us again. In the master's name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. We're now dismissed in the presence of the Lord.